family what is up you guys it is buzz candid and critical it's me your boy brian in other words tiny chris in other words doy pay or big chingling whatever you guys want uh, this is beto <laughs> <laughs> and it's your boy mastodong aka milo and today we will be talking about chris's choice Investing Nick Noise. I'm gonna butcher it. Invested Nick Noise. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All quiet on the Western Front is All, what we're trying yes. to say. All yes. quiet on the Western Front. For you uncultured people who don't know, know German like I do. You know, Look, I took a. I, I uh, saw this movie in English, right? <laughs> I, I actually took a, a, a German class for like uh, uh, for one semester, Milo. You fucking piece of shit. That was my line. No, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll have sure. you know, I'll have you know, I took German just as the pandemic was starting. So it went online and I didn't learn anything. Yes. I know my numbers though. So. All right. So yeah, so we're talking about All Quiet on the Western Front. It is the movie that is a reimagining of the book. And uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a remake of the 1930s movie. It's a little different, I think. Yeah. And, I've um, never seen the movie the original movie i guess no i haven't either but i think that's what it said online yeah but um well before we get started as always we typically drink something really special but we we're really into the domestics we're just, well, well we're just well i'm <laughs> sick so i'm not drinking anything but water every, everyone's getting a p- part of the flu after me <laughs> but what are you guys drinking uh, uh i don't know if you guys ever heard of this you have to be cultured like i am it's called a modello <laughs> a modelo. A modelo is uh, we're drinking a twelve ounce bottle and it is what two point four percent. Do you think? Do you think? No, like four point eight. Do you think in Europe they serve modelo? Probably. They might. It'll be considered an import. Oh, oh all right. That lavish. I'm pretty sure it's an import here too. Yeah, I think it is import. Technically speaking, yeah. I don't know why you call it not special though. This is literally modelo especial. <laughs> oh, My bad. But uh, any- it's 4.4%. Yeah. You it's said 1.4. I said 4.4. 1.4, bro. What the fuck at this point? Yeah, that is like a big difference. <laughs> what is this Michelob Ultra, bro? Whoa, whoa. Uh, bro. Yeah. Relax with the Michelob Ultra. Yeah, yeah. come on. Low car. Uh, I will slander <laughs> Ultra till the day I die. All right, and that gets us today's podcast. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but today we're talking about Chris's choice. And before we ask him why he chose this movie, uh, this is probably the most recent released movie that we watched. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Besides the Everything, Everything Everywhere All at Once. We, so. we recorded a couple months after it came out for that movie. But this one we recorded literally like, I think like two, three weeks. Oh, no yeah. way, really? Yeah, uh, it just came out. I think November, right? It came out October. It came out exactly one month ago and a day ago. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Brian. We're in the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so yeah. Just like the sound in in the the movie. Oh, yeah. You know, like at at first I was kind of like, is Kanye going to like pop out or something? (laughs) It's going to go on. Nobody pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Down, no. But yeah, so this movie was directed by Edward Berger, and it has a runtime of two hours and 23 minutes, and it's actually still available on Netflix currently. So if you guys want to check it out, or if you want to see it before you listen to our episode, go ahead and check that out. But I just want to ask you, Chris, why this movie? Why did you want to talk about this movie? It was the most recent movie I saw, and I just liked it a lot. Plus, I said it on a podcast. 
that was like I had it, we had to stick by it. You know what's <laughs> weird? Like when when you said it, I I remember seeing the picture on Netflix, but me I didn't too, think it too. was I didn't think it was that because yeah. it was blasted for like a good like month week or two, or yeah. it's still on under uh, heavily advertised. Well, um, the way the way I learn about the movies because I don't I don't have Netflix. I I, I use sources to watch the movie. You use what? <laughs> sources. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 but like, I'll be on YouTube and it's like IGN, GameSpot. Because they, now they re- review movies too. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, modern days. I criticized right the other time. Because I was like, that looks like a good, too much of a good game for, th- for that to have good graphics. <laughs> no. and I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's, a, I, it's a movie review. I, I thought I thought it was a game. <laughs> I thought it was a game at first. <laughs> and then like, cause it was a quick glance. I saw it. And then I was like, oh, it's a game called Final Westfront. And I actually clicked on it. And then it started talking about it. And I was like, I'm going to get out of here, dude. Right. <laughs> but then, like, I just saw it everywhere being, uh, like, posted everywhere. So then eventually, uh, me and my friends were like, let's watch the movie. So that, we ended up watching it. That Unreal Engine getting a little too real, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, uh, good movie. I honestly watched wait, wait, it wait, wait, today. Wait, no, we're going to wait for ours until the end of the Oh, but I'm yeah. saying like I watched it just today. So. Yeah. But Technically, those, I did too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I watched it today like, too. Like, so for the people that are going to be their first time, don't be intrigued by the two hours. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I agree. So the, the basis of this movie is a young German soldier's terrifying experiences and distress on the Western Front during World War One. Oh, doesn't God. get any simpler than that. Yeah. Yeah. The movie just really straightforward. Nothing like. Uh, I will special. say. Well, like not special, I, but like not. Like, it, you know, oh, it's it, yeah. not a greater. When, uh, I think they do make a very interesting decision, which is to make uh, the movie in the point of view of the Germans. You know, I feel like uh, when it comes to World War movies, you don't really see that too much, and I think it, it was a decision made on purpose to. Like humanize the, the Germans. I made uh, us realize that everyone, including the Germans, are a victim when it comes to war. Yeah, which I exactly. think it's, it's a real current theme throughout the movie. There is it's brainwashing. There, there, <laughs> that's what it is. There, there's a movie I forgot what what when it came out, but it instead of show, it showed the American side and it shows the Japanese side, but the team collab and it was uh um. Uh, the Japan, there was like a Japanese studio that was focusing on the Japanese side, and then there was an American studio that did the American side, and they moved, they made the movie together. I forgot what it's called, but like it's like a that sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was like a really good movie, but it was like you know pretty cool concept. You know, like this is how we portray the war. This is how we felt and saw. Same thing with like the American side. I mean, we've seen like millions of them, but like you know, it's, this is a little different because you know like. German, especially when it comes to like war, it's kind of like they're uh, what is it, batch a bat a bastardized or whatever the word is. Bastardized, like, yeah, like they're kind of like you know, like oh, like and anything they make, like just, no, no, they get the shit end of the stick, yeah. And then this yeah. is pretty cool too because it shows you a unique, like because I, I, I know like that's like the like the meaning behind the movie, it's kind of like they're just kids and people who joined a war who thought they were doing the right thing and then just kind of realized that you know they lost more than just like their. Like you know, more than their livelihood and all that stuff. You know, they. I feel like they. It's lo- just old men playing chess. Yeah, <laughs> it's what real it life is. people. It's what's happening right now with yep. politics? That's always that's you know. What it is making moves after moves. But let's get down to the gist of the thing. 
So this movie starts off pretty interesting and it's a reoccurring like scene throughout the the film where they keep flashing to like just, I love that. just very peaceful scenes of nature and then we we see some fox cubs and then it just gets down to it bro straight sucking on the titty yeah straight <laughs> uh, was it sucking on the titty the fuck i thought no, they were sleeping eating. i thought they were eating an animal i thought no, they were no, sleeping no, no, no. they were they was getting they're breastfeeding <laughs> anyway i don't think i don't think that's a, that, that's a I, important well, scene. when i saw that hey, i was that like that camera got close <laughs> when i saw that scene i was like whoa is chris making us watch like a war movie from the from like the view of that animals Bam fucking bambi or what yeah i was like what the fuck did he get this into but so yeah it starts off with an up down scene from the movie where he's kind of like oh i'm sorry it's like a pan down scene from this guy looking down onto a pile Bird of idea. bodies all over the floor and you just hear gunshots and and bullets getting shot like thrown everywhere explosions everywhere and it's a pretty crazy scene because it like once it pans from the top down, it just pans through the field and you just you're just presented with all these like bodies. And then you go down to the trenches and then you're presented with the character. His name is Heinrich. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought he was going to be the main character at first. So um, when I when I when I when uh, when me and my friend watched the movie and we're a little confused because like obviously it pans down to him and then that's when the, like the, i think a whistle blows and that's when they're going into the uh onto the top and they're fighting and then obviously like you know he's seeing like his uh comrades dying getting shot and then you know he he's shooting he falls down he's shooting he's shooting and then he gets up he grabs his shovel and then he hits a guy and it, and it turns into black right so that yeah. was like the opening scene so and then it that's when it starts showing like you know all the bodies and what, what's the cost of this war you know like everyone who died everyone who sacrificed themselves for just this war and it was showing his body like obviously going with his clothes and then because uh, it's this seems a little bit later but long story short i got confused with the other like the last scene. scene i got confused with that person uh what was his name heinrich uh, yeah with uh with paul, paul? i like i thought they were the same person but, but it wasn't until they were getting a uniform that, that he was getting his clothes. Yeah. That was Heinrich. That was Heinrich's shirt. And I was like, oh, like, I had to like rewind it again and watch it to look at the people. Yeah. But like, I was so confused. The I, I love that opening scene so much because it just goes to show on how much shit was salvaged. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, we get to the running course of the, I think it was the, what, the four gentlemen that. Mm -hmm. are obviously eager to to, to join the war you yeah know, you know getting brainwashed but you know that scene you know where we're having you know the whole war going on. people mm -hmm. are freaking falling bodies you know this guy's like going all crazy and fucking trying to kill people and shit mm -hmm. but you know in the end of like when the silence is there and you have you know obviously the people that are working afterwards picking up bodies you could just see the sheer dilemma of like how the reality the of reality of like bro. these dudes fought and this is where they all ended yeah and, and then again it happens again the cycle yeah and i think it's a very interesting decision to start the movie with someone who's not the protagonist of the movie because i think it really hammers in the idea that all these people who died the war are like unimportant in a big like in a sense you know 
Uh, these are just uh, boots in the ground that will get replaced over and over again. They're it really, yeah, it really shows like the atrocities and like the disgusting reality that war is. You know, it sucks because it's like the war is pretty much just like, oh shit, we reached the high capacity of numbers of death. Yeah. This is where it becomes an issue. It's yeah. like motherfucker, like, so it's <laughs> now an issue because it reaches a hundred and fifty thousand. People yeah. that died on the field. I mean, like, what the fuck? Well, in the spa- at the end of the movie, it says in like the span of the war, it was like 17 million people that died. Yeah. 17 million, bro. That's on both ends, right? Yeah, I think yeah, overall yeah. between the allies yeah. and the whatever the, other, the Axis power. Mm-hmm. I know that was uh, World War Two Axis Ooh. power. Was it? Yeah. yeah oh, shit. Fuck. My bad. But um, yeah. still, I mean, World War One is still not anything yeah. better than all the, with the deaths, man. <laughs> That fucking mustard gas in that fucking first war, bro. Yeah. It's an introduction of all the like the warfare that the French used. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. But um, I think it's a, also going back to this scene. It's kind of cool how like they have Heinrich r- rushing the French soldier, and as soon as he stabs them, it just cuts to the title scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Like, just pretty cool. That scene yeah. was dope. It, it's really dope. But yeah, as Brian had already mentioned, and then you just see them collecting all the belongings of the soldiers, only to be reused, recycled, and restitched again. And then they start using, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there's like a really like airy score played randomly yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. Yes. Like the random drum beats too. Yeah. I thought that was, I, I, I kind of like that. It reminds me of another movie that I saw that employed that, where they just would randomly throw in like score or like sounds. And it just kind of adds to like the... It's like the eeriness of yeah. like what's going on, you know. It's like they're they're taking the clothes off of dead bodies just to like give it to more future dead bodies, basically. And I think it's a very interesting use of sound throughout the movie because um, later on we meet this character cat who's able to tell when battle is about to happen just by sound, and um, we continuously hear the same motif and sound when battle is about to happen. Whenever he, we hear that bass drop throughout the movie you know they're about to start the battle so it kind of puts us on his uh point of view yeah I, like what i like there's this very common noise i think we all know that was like if people call it the inception noise we'll go Wah. yeah and that's, that's when like like but that's when like something really big is happening that, like like not a battle but kind of like what a, i was saying when Kanye was about to pop out I was <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a, like i think they use it in a, a war war that war whatever the one with the aliens Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. use it for that War movie. Worlds. Yeah, and it's like wah or Inception when the like the whole dream star like flipping everywhere and just go wah. Like they have it in so many movies. Whenever like something dramatic and crazy big is gonna happen, not for to say, but yeah, I know we like talk about like when it's war, like you're, you're they have like a specific like a uh, yeah like, uh, noise they use. Yeah, and, it, and if, I feel like in a lot of movies they use it for dramatic events. I yeah. think in this one they use it to foreshadow that like battles about to start which i think is a really good use of it every time i heard that sound i was like oh fuck like Here we go shit's again. about to go down Dude, i, I yeah. count my i call myself like i'll be typing because like again like i said i saw this today At i work. was typing uh, typing up a fucking storm you know holiday season sales yeah and i would always catch myself like turning to the right just to like oh shit something's about to happen yeah and it's like oh shit i was getting hooked and i was like oh fuck i gotta go back to work but i'm like still staring at the screen yeah but, and i uh, like you know like that that part of like that's that's what i love about these scores yeah you know they catches your attention of like 
like you don't have to pay attention you just yeah you know that sound comes out it's like oh fuck you know i think this movie has a lot of like qualities to them you know it's a beautiful uh film movie i think a lot of these scenes are like beautiful to look at but i think the sound just like it's 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 a great mixing of sound in throughout this movie and just one last note one, one last note on that um I think it's kind of crazy that you think about like you think about it too it's like the name of the movie is all quiet on the western front but like what you guys just said that noise just signifies that something's about to go down yeah. and just break the peace but um you're gonna say something Chris? um so let, let's get to the part where paul was not actually supposed to not go to war yeah so yeah we have uh there's like a town and paul's riding his bike to meet the homies you know yeah. the boys downtown you know all the ladies that and then uh I guess all the all of them got their papers signed by their parents that they were gonna go to war. But I think he, I think no, I think what I read up was that all his friends, no, all his friends were eighteen, but Paul was the under, he was underage, so he needed he needed a, 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 a parent permission to go. Oh, okay. So T four, so he forged to go to war. He yeah. forged his own parents' uh, signing, which a lot of kids did in. in- well, like before the, these, yeah, these wars in America too. Um, oh, they they really do that? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, a lot of forged signatures. Back man. back in the day, there was a lot of like high nationalism for like Bro, the United States. There was kids that are like around 15 years old going to war. Damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, but yeah, so his friends are kind of teasing him, saying like, "Oh, you know, you don't want to leave your mother or something." And I think that kind of strikes a nerve. And he's like, "I'll just forge my dad's signature." Uh, and little did we know that his dad. Oh, one of the kids is a dad's. Uh, uh, is it one of them? No. What? Like, is one of the one of is, or what were you gonna say? He's one of like the generals, like one of the people that. Uh, no, I don't. No, I, I, no, I, I, we I, never see his dad or like anybody's yeah, dad. Yeah. Well, one of the well, well, we'll get to it. We'll go back to it. But I think I know what you're talking about. But, it's in yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you know these uh, these kids obviously super eager. You know, we have the first general obviously giving him the 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 speech of speeches. Yeah, getting like, them pumped up. Like you're dying, like you're dying for a cause, for a good cause. You're, you're dying for your country, for the you know? fatherland. You know, yeah, for like, the yeah. for the. the I Kaiser. wish I saw. I really, I really wish I. Saw, well, we're gonna go back and see it in German, bro. Yeah. I could just imagine like the fucking like. Makes you want to run through a wall when you. <laughs> Just be with the bros. Yeah, and I think the decision to like show all this excitement, you know, really signifies like the change in the war from before World War One and after World War One. Because before World War One, uh, wars was seen to something to look forward to. You know, it was like an adventure for a lot of. It men. was a privilege. Yeah, to yeah, go to yeah. War I, and defend I, your country. I always felt like it was like like an honor type of thing it's yeah. like you know like it's like an an honor that you can't get no other way other than doing it because like you know i fought for this country i did my part you yeah know? but uh after world war one uh warfare had changed so much where like uh war is like <laughs> such a massacre and such like and a traumatic event you get a glimpse, you get a glimpse of that yeah movie. And, and i think this movie does that really well it, 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 it i think there's a scene later on in the movie where you can like compare when he's first going to war and they're all excited you know they're all like chanting and singing and when they're marching yeah, yeah when they're marching and singing yeah. or, or when even when they're in the truck like they're all happy and giddy they're you know? cleaning their guns which, yeah. which we're getting we're getting into you know? yeah yeah um, but there's a scene after where he's going to war again and he's in the truck again and you see him just uh staring to the abyss in a bit you know oh yeah way. 
slowly yeah. slowly just deteriorates yeah and uh, um you know going, going to to that part uh you know obviously they get accepted you know well before they're getting accepted because they're giving the speech each and every one of them going back to okay you know you heard the speech you're all pumped up now go get your clothes go to the camp stuff. you know you guys are gonna be about it yeah which is crazy i didn't think like i would like, at least i assumed obviously back then going to boot camp and all that but they kind of just yeah push they just no, i was in. gonna i was gonna no. mention that but it's just because they were losing so many soldiers so fast I, yeah i was gonna say wasn't isn't it like wasn't the the draft for the Vietnam War like that, like I was like, oh, you're 18, your ass is going straight to the field. Yeah, they, they you had to sign up for to get drafted. No, I mean, you, but like, like the thing was, like, I'm pretty sure they give you like a week or two of training. It's like, all right, let's go, to, let's get out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure how it works, the training, but like, that's what the, that's what's happening. They were just on the losing front, bro. That's that was it. They were yeah. losing. Uh, and I think before we get there, there's a scene when um, the protagonist gets his uh, his uniform. And he realizes there's a tag for another soldier, the soldier we have previously uh, seen. And he's like, oh, like this, this uniform already has a name on it. This is someone else's. And he goes and tries to return it. And he and the, the person giving out the uniforms basically lies to him. He yeah, tells him he's like, oh, it was probably the wrong size, he's you know? Like, yeah, it was like, oh, it was the wrong size for <laughs> yeah. him. And then, like, he just rips off the uh, tag. The tag. And, and we see that it's a high uniform. And there's other uniform. tags on the fucking floor, yeah. bro. Yeah, and then this is where I got confused because I thought it that, like like I said, what I was trying to explain in the beginning, that I thought Paul was Heinrich in there. I just thought it was starting, like, you know, like, how did I get here, you know? Let's go, let's go, let's go, like, two months back or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, um... That, that's what I was uh, uh, talking about. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, as Beto was mentioning right now too, uh, you see them marching, they're getting their clothes together. They're like getting, they start singing a, a chant and then in the next scene, they're actually marching. Well, no, even then they like, or when, when they're, cause they were in a hall, they were like in like some weird hall room. Yeah. And they were putting on the, like the coat and all that. And they were fixing their hair and they were like talking about like, oh, like we're gonna, we're gonna get all the girls, you know, like they're gonna be talking to us like this and that. like. They were excited like they thought like this was like you know like like it was i don't know it's so weird to think what they were thinking it's kind of it, it's like to put it into perspective it's like what young kids who start playing call of duty games at an early age probably think war is like <laughs> yeah no well like a lot of like well now yeah obviously but um that's that's how uh, i forgot what's the word but there's there's a certain word of how uh even movies movies uh, propaganda pro propaganda all of that like that plays a huge role especially right now with like you know call of duty and uh it increases the early youth's urges to join the military because they think it's like action fucking like hell yeah you gotta do these dope ass quote-unquote missions but it's like you in the desert and then just Trying to make sure you don't get fucking blown up and that's it and then yeah. and then if you survive trauma ptsd yeah. survivor's guilt all if these fucking... they don't mention any of that shit afterwards it, it's crazy i guess mention uh, call of duty and propaganda because the united... call of duty is propaganda no 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 the united states military has been caught for using call of duty twitch streams to like get oh, kids to listen this. to the army yeah yeah <laughs> which is a little crazy <laughs> but regardless we'll get back to the movie <laughs> but you know this is early you know 
yeah. before all this shit, you know, the, you know, I'll, this was brainwashed us to, you know, make your dad proud, make your fucking family proud, you know, come back with something, be a war hero, yeah. be a fucking, you know, like live to tell the tales of like, oh yeah, this was the guy that fucking sniped 200 fucking people and, yeah. you know, came back with fucking badges and shit. But no, like <laughs> these the- kids are so brainwashed. And it's, it's crazy you mentioned that because toward the end of the movie, we get to meet a character who's eating up all this propaganda his whole life. And uh, right when the ceasefire's about to happen, he decides to send all his soldiers to battle when it was completely unnecessary. Which, is, which I think shows what extent this propaganda can lead people to do uh, like senseless deaths. But um, at the end of that scene where they get fully dressed and they're marching, uh, I didn't notice it, and it's just because I saw it on IMDb. But apparently, the way they're panning onto the the actors, they they do it in the order that they die in. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. So yeah. the last one was Paul, and the first one was uh, uh the guy with the glasses. Ludwig, I think his yeah, name was. Yeah. yeah. Ludwig. Yeah. I, love I thought he was. A, I, I, I thought he was a Twitch streamer. Ludwig, come on, bro. So rest yeah, in, rest in peace to that boy. So yeah, Beto was saying how like they're in the truck in the next scene and they're so happy and I guess they become infantrymen. I like yeah. I like how their happiness like kind of cuts off because they're like they get to obviously the uh, to Trenches. the first the first uh, checkpoint and uh, right away the one of the surgeons or of course the people that help out with, with uh, obviously with the wounded men they're like yo hey get the fuck out of this truck. And they're like, why? Like, we stood like, about like a mile away to go to the trenches. And it's like, well, I got like fucking 40 people that need to like leave to. But you got to go on foot. On yeah. foot. So pretty much they're like, uh, uh, oh, wait, what? What do you mean? Yeah, I think this is the first instance in which the characters in the movie see like a peak of what the reality of war is. No, because they thought it was going to be all dandy. And I think they see the surgeon with a bunch of blood in his hands and his robes. Dead you know? bodies piled up yeah, on one yeah. side. You know, they're starting to see the grim where the whole green field is starting to turn into fucking yeah. charcoal, fucking you know, dead plants, burrito holes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the songs like, you know, going from happy to like just eerie noises, fucking ear-wrenching fucking sine waves of like no not not even able to hear because of the fucking bombs yeah i you know i want to ask the question because uh when the surgeon tries to move the trucks to the side there's like two or three trucks that just honk at him and keep going yeah i'm worried if those drivers already knew that this motherfucker is gonna ask him for the truck because he's done it before and they were like man fuck this guy there's no way i'm walking over there that's a good point they were they were avoiding an early death if anything um, so yeah, they start mar- they start marching and then they get bombed. And no, like- so there was a supported scene where like they're in line and they were like bombs were falling and they were putting a gas mask or something like that. And then uh, Paul, what, are you talking about that scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought because there's two, there's two. Yeah, okay, okay. No, and then Paul's helping one of his friends trying to put the mask on, and then he ends up putting his mask on last. And I guess the sergeant notices, and then he was like. He, t- he basically told them, like, you'll be dead by dawn because you're, yeah. you're not looking out for yourself, you know? Well, he didn't know he helped them out because he thought he was struggling. He was struggling after he helped his friend out, but that's the- what he only saw the struggle to put it on at first, and that's when he said, like, you'll be dead by dawn. And I was like, Fucking calls him pathetic, bro. And you know that was actually just a test, too. 
because like after he's explaining the bomb like what it's yeah. called he's like a fat pig holds no gas yeah and then you just find out that he just did it to like fuck with them and i think this is an interesting like i think it's like a re recurring theme on paul's like battle with himself because later on in the movie we find out that his mom told him that if he went to war he wouldn't survive so i think uh one of the the sergeants telling him that like i think really hits home from him you know your parents are the are the only ones that will be able to advise you the most important things in the future. Yeah, <laughs> but imagine your mom is like, "Don't go to war, you're gonna die." And the moment you go to war, your sergeant is like, "You're gonna die by dawn, by the night." Fuck! Catch you by the catch you by the shoulders, like I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it real with your dog. <laughs> I'm looking at five hours with you. <laughs> hey, bro! I'll look the other way. You can walk home. Don't worry about it. So they get to the trenches after marching, and it's like pouring like rain there's the ammo flying everywhere there's gunshots explosions and then we get introduced to i think one of the most reasonable characters probably your boy, Kat. Your boy kaczynski yeah oh <sighs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that so I, we, I know i know i know we get an introduction to him and he's just like uh i guess he notices that it's paul like paul's a recruit and he mm -hmm. just kind of he talks could, to him a bit you could see the fresh meat coming in yeah but, yeah, I, I like I feel like Paul I mean not Paul, Cat felt bad for well he's referenced in the movie as Cat for short. Yeah. And um I, I feel like Cat like they like he like they didn't want him I guess not for them to struggle as much as he did. Yeah. Throughout the movie he was trying to like kinda like keep him up a bit, you know, like yeah. like through like when they stole the the goose. Yeah. <laughs> and then like like he, you know, well, well I think with Cat it was he was a. Uh, he was uh, like a good uh, impersonation of like someone that like, hey man, like I know we're going through some rough shit, and like I want to make sure that we build a family here mm -hmm. and go go through this all all of us together. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the filmmakers made a really good job from the very beginning of showing us Cat to show us that he's like used to it. Like the moment you meet him, he's like. They're all being bombarded and like being shot at, and he's just like, man, this is a fucking Tuesday for me, you know? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, when he was all, like, when he when, like, they were like, because like as you were saying, like it started raining, and I think the sergeant or whoever it may be, he was like, oh, start digging, start getting the water out of the trenches, and then like their hands were getting cold, and Cat was like, put your uh, whenever my hand gets cold, put your hands in, your put underwear. your hands in the pants, underwear, yeah, in underwear, yeah. and then so like that shows like. Shows the level of concern for Just get, get uh, your hands other than Gooch. Yeah, not only concern, but also, but also experience. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I, uh, yeah, cat, cat, cat. Cat's the homie. <laughs> cat, it, dude, cat is that homie. Cat, Cat's my boy. Cat is the equivalent of what, uh, I forgot his name, but the guy Wayman. from, yeah, Wayman. <laughs> Wayman. Oh, my boy Wayman, bro. <laughs> the equivalent of Wayman. Um, <laughs> But uh, so yeah, they're you know they're they're trying to get the water out, but then they just put their hands in their pants because they're freezing. Yeah. And then night falls, and Paul and Albert are on watch duty. And I guess Paul hears he hears a noise, and he he shoots at something, and it ends up being rats. But instead of like moving moving after he shoots, I guess the the French see him and they shoot him, and it hits him in the helmet, and he thinks he gets shot in the head. Yeah. yeah so like and then like the sergeant was like explaining every time you shoot you duck down and you move a different position because yeah. like they can see the, the uh muzzle muzzle flash yeah and they, they just shoot where you shot before yeah and That's then it, crazy, and then man. this is where it gets crazy that i guess because they see their position 
they start getting they start bombing the trenches of the german so then they go into the bunker and then that's when some of the boys are like dude like i want to go home i think uh albert or one of uh paul's friends starts freaking out he's like i want to go home yeah. you know like i don't want to be here and then one of the other guys I, I thought it was one of his friends at first, but it's not. It's just somebody different. Yeah, which is an extra. Yeah, yeah he's an extra. Get out of here. And he tries <laughs> to leave, but the sergeant's like, stay here. It's almost over. And then he like hits him and he falls down. But then I guess he escapes. And as soon as he steps out of the bunker, obliterated. Yeah, he gets hit by a mortar strike. mortar strike. Bro. Yeah. And it's crazy because 20 minutes before in the movie... You see my boy singing, dancing, having a good time, and I think now they realize like, oh, yeah, that was a realization. Th- this of, is like, this is legit. This is real. They're like, bro, this is not Call of Duty. Yeah, bro, wait, wait, wait a <laughs> second. Wait a second. How the fuck they get a kill streak already? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah, so I think Cat and the sergeants after that happens, they start telling him like, get out, because it starts caving in the bunker. Yeah, and then uh. That's when uh, Paul, they, is, he was like, the next, uh, yeah, the next morning. It was um, like, he was like, oh, start collecting dog tags. And well, I mean, they take him out of the, like the rubble, of the he trenches, you know, he's the, the he gets buried in there. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, like, so but like, that's when um the sergeant, like, oh, start, are you okay? Yeah. Start collecting dog tags. And that's when he goes through and through. And that's when he sees his friend. Dude, motherfucker looks like fuck me on a fucking Saturday morning. I'm, I'm surprised they showed that, bro. That shit was pretty. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, I will got say. Got a leg missing. Got a fucking yeah. face is all fucked dude, up. Dude, I can only imagine like one of you guys. Like he's fucking crying, dude. Yeah. Like bawling his tears. His I don't, fucking I don't think he really realizes it at first. He's just kind of like in shock. And then like he starts crying. And the... yeah, that sucks, dude. Like. Can you imagine going in and like you're all friends like hell yeah we're gonna come back home mm-hmm. we're gonna be fucking like warriors we're gonna have a fucking chick on our side and you know tell <laughs> stories and you know the first the 20 minutes just sees his fucking yeah friend dead it's well crazy. not the first 20 minutes he, but he, he can't even mourn his friend's death because yeah. the guy's like get back to work we're like we're behind or something yeah i will say this movie is one of the most mo- like gruesome movies i've seen in recent memory but I think it does it with a purpose, right? Like it shows you how disgusting war is because it wants you to realize. Shows you how much it, of a fucking sack of meat you just. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wants you to realize how horrifying a war like this is, you know. You know, you could be fucking talking, and then boom, mortar strike. Oh. <laughs> it's serious. It's fucking yeah. dude. Yeah. Like they were just they were being as watchmen, get shot, and then all right, fuck it, let's let's fucking. <laughs> Blast them. <laughs> you know, just full on blast them. Technically, it was Paul's fault for shooting the rats in the first place that started everything. Well, to be fair, I thought he actually shot some. So when they, you it know, like a body on the it, looked like, yeah. it looked like a body. But I, I thought it was going to be like, oh, I thought he was going to shoot one of the allies that was trying to make it back into the trenches. Mm-hmm. So I was going to be like, oh, that sucks. You know, I had the same fear. Like, it, it was like, cause, you know, like they would, uh, you know, I, I, there was a movie. It was also the same. It was, uh, it was not 1917. It's another one. Dunkirk. Yeah. Dunkirk, yeah. Where they're going through the, through, the trenches. through the trenches and they have to like, oh, like they have to make their way over to the other side. That's what I felt. That's yeah. what I, I guess I shot a rat. I you know, know. <laughs> it was very interesting as I was watching this movie, especially more toward the beginning. I was just expecting for something bad to happen because the whole time they're all giddy and 
in in your head, the viewer, you're like, man, I, man, I can't wait for <laughs> you motherfuckers to find out. <laughs> you fucked around, bro. <laughs> so that's how you find out. Fuck around and find out, man. <laughs> so after this, we get a an 18 month time skip, and then the there's somebody naming off the dog tags, I guess, for an official of the war, and. <clears throat> They're um the guy they're, from the Marvel movies. I think I think by this time but by this time uh the in the last just in the last forty weeks alone, forty thousand people were killed just in this battle. And so um at first I didn't understand Daniel Brill's character. His name is uh Er what is it? Er Erzberger? His name is Erzberger. <laughs> I love hamburgers. <laughs> I I didn't know what his position was, but I guess he, he was we find out later that he's part of a delegation to uh he's, ba basically sign a peace treaty while they're doing negotiations yeah. yeah he's like the the guy who like basically yeah he's like a middleman he, he's a, he's he like it's kind of like like he speaks for the country in a way like he just says like he just goes over there he's like Look, man, it's like the it's uh, like the inquisition <laughs> in warhammer <laughs> oh, uh, they talk for the imperial like he does the behalf of the imperial you know i'm not Yo, gonna get okay. in there okay mm. we'll go. but, I don't but yeah like I, but after that guy <laughs> after that guy tells erzberger how many people have died he's like at this point they have to see that we need to stop because we're losing so many people yeah and then as beto had mentioned earlier we see a weathered version only 18 months later of paul and he looks fucking beat 18. bro he's like <laughs> it doesn't even look like shit, a shit yeah. man looks like a zombie yeah <laughs> but it's kind of funny because like although there are a lot like even the movie started off with like kind of like a giddy moment it kind of goes to a giddy moment right now we see that like pat and paul have become really good friends no dude they just, they're like fucking butt buddies but you know <laughs> paul, paul dude like you could see how restless his eyes are, bro. Yeah. It is fucking insane. But obviously, VFX, but <laughs> his eyes are just like thousand thousand yard stare, bro. Who knows what he's seen in those 18 months, honestly. So it's... him and Kat are going to like a farm because uh, I guess obviously they're in the war, so they're not eating good food. Yeah. And Paul wants to steal a goose. I don't know. It was, I think it was Kat idea. Yeah, it was cat. Was yeah, it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, 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 no, cat's the one who stole the goose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're miss. You're, I know. Oh, okay, I misworded yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cat, cat's the one who stole the goose, and they're being chased down by uh, the farmer. By the farmer. Yeah, and then they make it out, and because obviously you know they're like the shit end of the war, and they're not getting any good food, so they end up making like way better food than what they usually eat. Yeah, and yeah. Then, they, they're making like a a goose soup, soup in the next scene. Yeah, and then that's when we see the the remaining boys with Cat, and then a new character to Jaden or to Jaden. Yeah. I think and, I'll go for it. Yeah, I think there's a very important scene here where they're eating the geese or the goose. The goose. Yeah, um, where they all like pretend to be like In a kings. lavish. Yeah, yeah, dude. they're like, whoa. That that's so nice because it's like, again, like each. Um, I'm not, you know, I've never been in the military, but I could just imagine, like, obviously, people are going through some shit. Yeah. You know, and those those little memories makes it up for like the whole fucking shit that they gotta go through. Yeah. You know, good food, you know, that they fucking made for themselves. Yeah. Being able to share it, making it fucking best of their times. Yeah, and I think this is a moment in which um the decision to make the point of view of the movie through the Germans kind of pays off a little more 
because uh, throughout a lot of this movie, I find myself rooting for the Germans, which, you know, doesn't happen a lot in World War movies. Um, and it really shows you, like, man, these guys didn't choose to go to war like this. You know, they're all a victim of their situation. Uh, and I think um, in this moment, you really pushed, find yourself. They were pushed by the founding fathers. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. And at this moment, I really find myself connecting to them, you know? And that's, and that's sweet because it's like, you know, again, as corny as it is, war is like, you know, an endless, an endless, like, ch like chess game. Yeah. But it's always pushed by the rich and whoever fucking decides to organize it. Yeah. But, you know, with these little moments, it makes you appreciate like, damn, dude, like there's motherfuckers out there right now in the <laughs> real world, you know, in a fucking tent. Yeah. Whatever that they have, obviously it's a lot better than what it is before, but you know small memories like that make the whole difference yeah so after this scene of them eating and pretending to live a lavish lifestyle they are seen peeling potatoes in the next scene where they see some french women out in the field oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they try calling out to them i think it's albert that starts that tries talking to them in uh in french saying to come over we have french baguette yeah <clears throat> and for some reason like franz which is the blonde boy he decides to like just he combs his little hair and then he just goes and runs yeah to meet up with them and it's kind of funny because like i i don't think franz is like i at first i thought franz was kind of like a, a little on the huskier side so yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah. of funny that he was like oh i'm gonna go get some some cat right now <laughs> Damn, my boy has riz bro my boy but <laughs> hey but that's sad because it's like you know paul's like yeah man like oh no uh, albert, yeah. albert albert he's like yeah dude go for it go for it and then they all get really sad or like and then he's like wait what is, what is where's he, he going and he just picks up this bags and he's like like i'm leaving forever he ends up leaving and it's like oh. boys and you know cat's just like well whatever man, yeah, it is what yeah. it is man you know yeah. he settled up his score yeah he does end up coming back though he does yeah, but after that happened it's like they're like damn i think they kind of start thinking like them we haven't seen women in so long and then we <laughs> saw them and then they kind of just start talking about like what would you guys do if the war was over and this is where we see or when we hear to jordan's character say that he wants to be a military policeman yeah but cat basically says you know they would never let you in yeah and then he's like who cares you always say useless comments who cares what you think anyway you know yeah and i think Which it's true <laughs> yeah i think it is very interesting though throughout the whole time that they're talking about uh what would they do if the war wasn't happening cat keeps saying man i don't know why you guys are talking about this shit just shut the fuck up like i don't want to hear this shit right now and i think um it, it it introduces this idea that cat doesn't know what he would be doing if it wasn't for the war because later on he mentions he's like i wonder if i'd be i'd be happier at home or i'd be happier here at the war with you guys i think also at that same time when they're talking about um you know what they want to do is uh when the general they get a they get a backstory of like you know how many wars he's won or anything like that right mm -hmm. i think it's around that time oh yeah he's well, he's saying how many uh wars his dad has had one yeah he'd won like three wars or something <laughs> yeah yeah and i think the there's a different there's like a relation between the general and cat in which both don't really know what to do with themselves without the war 
uh, had often finds himself saying, you know, like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd be happier here with you guys or at home, you know, which is very, I think is very interesting. He basically says, um, and we're going to get to that right now, but mm -hmm. I just want to say, um, so after that, it's mail day and Kat receives a little better from his wife. Yeah. And he goes to meet, he goes to, you go use the restroom with, uh, next to Paul and Paul, uh, Kat lets Paul read the letter out loud. And yeah. we find out that his wife has sent him food and she asked if she could send him if he could send her some money. Yeah. And right here we find out that he has a dead son and she tells him that she will go visit him and to the grave and uh, read to him. He used to like that. Yeah. So I did. Um, I did watch this movie with my girlfriend. And in this scene, she turned and looked at me. And I was fucking balling, no bro. Way, I bro. was crying, bro. I was like, my boy has a dead son, bro. My and that's, boy! It's... I've abandoned my child. <laughs> I've abandoned my boy. Uh, and it's sad, dude, because it's just like, you know, Cat's the dude where it's just like, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk about my life. I don't want anybody to find out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't hide those, those, those damages, man, because... They're going to come in the worst way. Yeah. And then Wobeto was saying that Kat makes a good point about what it's like to be a soldier. It's like it's feeling like a stranger back home after being at war for so long and being asked about their battles when all they want to do is forget about it. And yeah. like he said, he wonders if he would be happier with them, with the boys at the camp, you know. And then later that night, as Beto also mentioned to uh, Franz returns and we find out that he got laid by a French woman. And he brought back a handkerchief and everyone was trying to smell it <laughs> and they don't want to give it back to him. My boy got lucky before he died. So. Good, bro. He fucking got some of that croissant. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as uh, the next morning, as uh, as Paul was talking to Franz about that, they need to go look for a group of 60 missing soldiers. Yeah. So they're walking, they're, they're making their ways through the woods. And then we see another grim sight here of war where you see like an open field in the forest and like it has been completely destroyed by like a cannon. And then you see like an obliterated part of a torso on top of the trees. On the tree, bro. Yeah. God damn. Uh, my, yeah. my boy went sky high. I'm telling yeah. you that right now. I mean, it was so bad. Like his clothes literally got blown up off of him yeah i didn't even get the anatomy of the torso i was trying to just, like is it the arm the leg yeah. i was so trying to make sense of it yeah <laughs> so yeah the, then they arrive at a train station and they notice that gas is on the floor and then the um uh, everyone but albert goes into like the train station kind of look for like signs of the missing soldiers but meanwhile albert's outside and he's drinking water and then maybe maybe to allude to the fact that like he didn't get a french woman he starts talking to like a poster in french I kind of asking her out and then he ends up putting the poster and then taking it for himself which plays a pretty big part later on but yeah and i think at this point they kind of did this to remind you how young like the newcomers are you know because i i, I have forgotten to this point that these guys were barely 18 you know when they joined the military how long ago was it uh how many months after it happened like a year and a half later okay yeah, yeah. so they're like eight yeah they're like 18 probably barely 19. yeah so by him like pretending to talk to like a poster and like <laughs> asking her woman. yeah asking her to come back home with it's him. funny when he brings the poster later on yeah i'm like oh yeah like he's like talking to it in front of paul he's like yeah. are you envious <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah this motherfucker's just looking at him like 
<laughs> but yeah, this reminds me. He's like, oh, this is just a kid. Like, he's going through all this shit. And he's like a youngling, you know? Homeboy's raw dogging PTSD, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we see Paul at the forefront of like the group making his way through the train station. And he finds the soldiers on the floor dead. And then Kat presumes that they probably fell asleep. But they took their masks off too soon before the gas like evaporated. A whole fucking bodies. Like sixty. And, and dude, just yeah, dead. We're crazy. And then in the following scene, we get a uh, we get introduced to the, the the general of the war, who who we've been talking about, who who said his father had been like a general in war in war before. And then he's talking to another soldier, and he tells them that we sent a delegation to to delegate a uh, armistice which just means peace yeah like for the negotiation and he seems very visibly upset by the idea of peace i think from the very moment we meet his character we realize like peace is not something that he not wants. an option yeah i felt like if he knew he, he was losing and the idea of us ask us asking for peace was like a, a sign of failure because like yeah. i think when he talks about like how they want like his the wars they won previously, they won. Yeah. Or the wars they fought previously, they have won it. Yeah. And the fact that he's running or uh, hairspring this, I don't say it would say like the whole war, but probably just the this platoon is showing that like he's a failure and he's not like his father. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just uh, I think he was just general the ones who were in the in, in that the, in on, that, on the territory. Yeah, yeah that trench on the, on the western front. <laughs> so. Yeah, so the boys continue to the forefront of the battle now by this point. I think they're woken up, if I'm not mistaken. That might be later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're woken up in the middle of the night to continue marching. Yeah. <clears throat> and then simultaneously, we see Erzberg meeting with, like, the French general. Well, they, they were supposed to get the news, and, they're, they're, and they pretty much were told, like, you know, hey, we're, we're still getting the, the update. Yeah. Because... In in that train scene where obviously they're uh, obviously communicating and then telling them like, hey dude, like it's too many people dying. We want to make a peace, but you know, obviously, don't make it a horrible situation where we're not getting peace. And it's know? it's because um, the Fre the French general basically tells them like, I want you to ask for it formally. Yeah, he's kind of like, like he beating was, around the bush. He because uh, um. He Say, was saying like, like he, you, you uh, want to surrender. Kind of. No, no. So what happened was what happened was. Okay. So the, I remember this feeling because I was like, oh, that's because he was being petty. Like the French general was just being petty because what had happened was um, he was talking about how too many people are dying and like people shouldn't be dying. Like they, they, this many people shouldn't be dying for like something as little as stupid as whatever happened. And then uh, the, that's when the French general asked, like, I want him to tell me. Because I guess he knew, like he, he was able to speak in French, right? No, I think he understood I, I, I a little bit. No, so, like, well, I mean, he was being translator, but he wanted him like to tell him, like, I want you to say it. I know I don't want to hear him. Kind of like that scene from uh from uh, there will be blood. Remember what? Like yeah. the, even though the son, the translator said it, he wanted his son to say it. He oh, wanted yeah. the words coming out from him. Yeah, and it was because, but like, oh, like I said, like his, his dad, it's like, like motherfucker, I don't speak fucking French. How do you want me to say something? Well, like, it's like the idea was like the dad was being petty to his son as like the French was being petty to like the delegation. The German, yeah. yeah. And so, then, 
And so then, yeah, so then that's when they sit down. And I believe it was like, I forgot what the terms were exactly. Well, he just hands them over a, like a, a list of, like, of terms and he tells them you have 72 hours to sign it. Well, no, because like there was like they read it later on. There was one of them who didn't want to do it. Yeah, it was the guy who reads it in the next in the following scene, I think the the, the skinnier guy. Yeah, he was the, the last guy to the right. Yeah, yeah. because he was like, this, this is like worse than like war. You know, if we, we do this, like, yeah, it would be oh, like, yeah. they would the, be like basically a, the losses they lose. Like it'd be like French would be dic like a dictatorship to the German. Yeah, if, like, if they if they like agree to it. But um, yeah. So yeah. So this is when we find that that he has seventy two hours to sign armistice, or the war will continue. Uh, so the boys receive orders to march on to the battleground, and I mean, this is they just this is a really like awesome action scene right here. It's because you know, obviously they don't know, but we know as the audience, you know, survive for the next seventy two hours. I mean, yeah. that's true. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, I never thought of it like that either, but... Well, yeah, well, that's... that's the, that, that, But that next scene was... That scene is, like... That scene... Oh, my God. You don't know how mad I got. What scene? Because after that... Because they had 72 hours to sign, right? Oh, yeah. So that's three days, right? Yeah. So the general got mad. He didn't like that. So what he did, he made them... So they wake him up middle of the night and they're like, we're going to push to third trenches. Now we're going to win. We're going to secure this before the war ends. Cause he knew it was going to end cause they were losing. I didn't catch that, but, and yeah. then he pushed yeah. them towards them. Yeah. And then they almost had it just for, just for them to get fucked up. Just Bro, for, what, yeah. what was his name? He got burned alive. Albert. Like he, yeah. He ran to the right and then just fucking burnt. Then the tanks came, dude. He did that because he was being, because the general was being petty. That scene got me well, so mad. You know, like, move, no. move, before we get to that, because, oh. you know, yeah, no, he did. He did. Uh, you know, after the general received news about like, what? Like, we're going to like pretty much surrender. You know, he's obviously upset because in his terminology, his head is like, my dad won so and so many wars. Yeah. You know, to hell with if I'm going to lose this much men. We're going to fucking get this even if it's this much of fucking ground ground war that they're gonna quote unquote win you know they're gonna he's gonna push whatever that he has and you know it's sad because you know you get to see you know like they have to fucking go through another fucking push that is totally unnecessary that they didn't have to do but because the general wanted to be ignorant and go for the push yeah but this is a pretty cool thing because we see Paul in action. He's freaking being ruthless, bro. He's like, at this point, he's all in on the on the war, you know, like nothing's stopping him back. He's no longer scared. <clears throat> well, I mean, to be quite fair, you know, he saw his whole his whole friends die. And then this was like the start of seeing the, you know, before obviously seeing the tanks, seeing bro, the fucking flamethrowers. Like, it, dude, it was like, it's crazy that scene because it's just like, it makes you think like, Fuck, dude, imagine like you're in that state where you've never seen such fucking machinery yeah. coming in and seeing your friends getting fucking splattered. Bro. I would like to point out that um, I'm Hemrick, uh opening scene is the very same way that uh, Paul had. Yeah. He he ran down. Um, he They both ran. They both fell. 
um i think they both looked to the right they saw their friend but like instead of like uh because uh, heimrich looked to the right his friend got shot up i think was it albert i'm pretty sure it was very similar but like it was a, the scenes were no, the no, same. It, it was similar where paul very rushes sim- yeah but he's more he's actually like throwing grenades he's yeah. like running forward i think and- I think they do that on purpose. I'm sorry for interrupting, but yeah, they they do that on purpose to show like these people are just boots in the ground once again. You yeah, know, it's like re- repeating a cycle once yeah, more. Yeah, they're just repeat. They're, and I, and we see this repetition happen. Uh, I think about three times three throughout times the movie. Throughout the yeah, movie. yeah, that these are like just you know replaceable people. They don't they matter. It's they're all victims of war. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just before I think. Brian had said that we see Albert get torched to death in front of Paul's eyes. All the, the remaining three boys end up getting separated before that. Yeah. Well, well, no, do you know what's more fucked up? Because I didn't just want to go over that scene, but he like he goes on the ground and he's like, please, no, like no more. And they just lit him up. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, like, no, he stopped right there and he begged for his life and they're like, just a and then they shot him, him. off there. Bro, that scene was like that whole fuck scene him. is fucked, dude. Yeah. The fact that they shoot him after he fucking like dies, it's like, damn, dude. Like you let that man suffer and then shoot him. And then that was all because of one guy who didn't want to wait. Yeah. And then uh, we, we kind of, and I, I kind of like the contrast how it goes from like, it goes from the battleground, war, death, but then you go to like the the delegation negotiations on the train where. You, the people who are actually trying to stop the war are trying to get shit done. And then you get the general in his mansion. He's eating good food. Yeah. He's getting his garlic. bourbon or whiskey or whatever. The or wine, is. you know. Yeah. But before that, uh, it goes back to the delegation on the train. And the French is basically asking to dictate Germany. And I guess he says he had a war in the sun. And the one person who disagreed with him was saying, like, no, we have to fight for our pride. And then Erzberg says something along the lines of my son's dead. He has no pride now. Yeah, and then oh, he does. Yeah. I think that's what Brian was saying earlier that he yeah, had so a coming in the around war. that you know. To, yeah. So yeah, I, the, what I got confused was when they're and when they're talking about the names during the eighteen months uh, uh, skip. Um, they're going through the names and he says, "Oh, I've, I've had enough. Like I don't want to hear the names anymore," mm-hmm. because I assumed that he probably heard his son's name. Oh no, no, that was a different character. That was a different character. Yeah, that, but that's how I, was, I, I got that's confused. What, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I could only imagine because he also probably has to go through that shit. How many yeah. people died? Or, or he's going to have to find out like, hey, you know, your son died. You got a letter, you know, rest but in peace. I think like he's so focused because like everyone's trying to disagree with him about signing. But he's saying like us signing and living under those conditions would be better off than losing all the war. I mean, losing all the people, you know? Yeah. So he's like dead set on like, no, like we, we need peace. Yeah. And then, uh, so after, so after, uh, that whole situation on the battleground, Paul's kind of alone and he's kind of, or like, oh no, uh, I think it's like, he's in a ditch, right? It's called like the dead man's zone or no man's zone or whatever. Oh, I'm not sure. It's basically like a big hole, right? And he's like, he's finding a French soldier with a knife and he ends up just stabbing him, you know? And it's kind of weird. Because we have already seen him killed people and like he's okay with it. But like as seeing somebody like the life leave his body, he kind of started to feel remorse. And he's like choking to death on his blood in front of him. So he like feels bad and he tries to give him water. 
But I mean, he was ruthless. He stabbed the fuck out of him, and then he sees like he's struggling to breathe, and he's like, you know what? He grabs a pile of fucking dirt, there, yeah, throws it in his mouth so that way he could fucking choke on it, and then that's when he starts to realize, holy shit, I am a fucking horrible person. Yeah, like I killed this person without knowing that what you know, who, like you know that's where he reminds himself. I want to say that if he reminded himself because the cat, but. He also helps him out, but after when oh. he dies. So, so sorry. So the the, the spaces in between the trenches are called no man's land. Yeah. There you go. That's what yeah, I was looking for. Yeah, no man's land. Yeah. And um, you know, he tries to save him. Obviously, he tells him, comrade. You know, he's obviously scared. That his, you know, he's dying. There's no other way around it. But he reaches in his chest for a book or something. Yeah. Belonging. And then he realizes that this guy was a fucking father. Yeah. Yeah. You like know? he had a family of his own. Yeah. And yeah. I think in this point in the book, uh, it mentions that Paul realizes he's like, I'm killing someone who I don't hate. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that I don't really want to do. This is when he finally realizes like the consequences of his actions. You know, he's killing people, killing fathers, uh, sons, parents, sons family members you know someone that really like they're they're expecting to come back home not just even, the same way that he would be expected not even that too but there are several occasions where once he realizes who he's fighting he realizes he's fighting someone like his age so yeah. he's like bro we were both like dwindled to fight each other and we're like we're just people you know yeah and i think it's very interesting because toward the end of the movie with you know my boy paul gets cloaked broke um i think uh the, the french soldier who sees him die kind of looks at him with the same eyes he's like damn this was a person who i didn't really have anything against and now he's dead you know and that's the me. thing that sucks because you know before you know when we get to that um obviously yeah he sees the man die in front of him he gets back out of the hole and you know he still has got to do what he's got to do you know he's full on rampant but he realizes that this is the only other way this is what war is and you know once he gets to that one dude he saves another version of himself before you know obviously the 18 months that had passed at the end right that, yeah. that new recruit that new recruit and you know he's fucking saving him obviously fucking pussy has been didn't, <laughs> didn't help him but you know that just goes to show, like, you know, that new recruit was like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. This dude's fucking going all crazy. Obviously, he fucking finds, he escapes. He goes to find a safe place. Um, but, you know, that too, that, that fight between them two and them rolling down in a deeper trench, you know, that sudden pause of, like, it looks like he was about to say something like, hey, like, Hey, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I thought they were gonna sit down and wait the fucking minutes, but yeah, I, we're, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Um, um, well, um, you know, like I said, we go back to the train. Yeah, and Erzberg, like he gets noticed that he should sign the papers, but meanwhile, like this is going on, like this whole war has been going on, you know, mm -hmm. and and we see results of it, you know, when Paul walks through the town, it's a really nice scene i think it's like nighttime and they're like like uh they're using fires to keep light and there's just like bodies everywhere you know oh yes and we see uh to jaden or to jaden has been shot in the leg and yeah. he can't feel anything you know 
That part's and, sad, bro. Yeah. And then uh, he gives he gives him uh, Franz's handkerchief, and you know we find out that that Franz, the the one who went with the French woman, was killed. You know. Yeah. So at this point, he's lost. It was, like it, it was three of his friends, right? Yeah. The they, first first one got blown up. The, the guy with the glasses. The second one was burnt, and the third one he, he was killed off screen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. That also like it was like what happened to him. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Continue. Sorry about that. Um, and then right here, we just kind of see like a bromance between Kat and Paul. They're getting like candid with each other. Yeah. And they're kind of like realizing like the war's over, you know, like, like, what are we like? I forgot what they're talking about. But then uh, they go get food like to celebrate like, oh, you know, war's over, you know. So they get like a they get like a portion of food for Tajadin. And I didn't like we, we were talking about it earlier. I didn't notice it like like it was kind of odd that he asked for utensils. And then as that's happening, Paul's eating his soup, but he notices that someone across from him is like, like well, eyeing him. Cat, yeah. yeah, he's eyeing him like because he's like chomping down on the soup. And then in the background, you just see Tajadan like lift up the fork and just start stabbing himself in the neck. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, I think by this point, he realizes one, he was never gonna be like in the military police, yeah. especially if he was gonna get his leg amputated. I know. Yeah. I don't think he was able to able to. Uh, what was it because of that no well because like when paul looked at his leg earlier it was already rotting yeah like there was so, flies buzzing all over it well i think um this is uh uh and i think that because chris uh mentioned that he was supposed to survive yeah, before so, the podcast i believe yeah so in a in a in a book in a actual book he he's also actually like the one of the i think the only person who lives throughout the whole group yeah but i think uh it was an interesting decision to make him die in the movie because uh, he's another of those people that feel like has no real life outside the battlefield. So, and then even even at the he's talking to Paul earlier when he finds out that Franz has been killed. He's like, you need to be brave, you know, like don't cry, you know, like basically telling him to man up. It's like you know what was gonna happen no matter he, what. He always says, be grateful. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, you're like alive. You're you know, unfortunately, he's not here, but you made it. Yeah, and the, and the interesting part is he also mentions himself as one of those dead people. Like he's he doesn't say we are a part of the lucky ones. He says you are part of the lucky ones. You know, and then Paul looks at him. He's like, don't talk like that. You're part of the lucky ones too. But I think that tells the audience that he's made up his mind. It's so sad because like you know, they go get that food and then. You know they're happy you know they're happy. Over. you know cats there cats like yo what the fuck you made it and then you know like it's like oh like you know he's he's out over there in the in, in the church it's like oh let's go get him food let's go yeah. celebrate and then you know they're eating they're fucking happy and he's like yeah man like you know this war's finally over and then you just get the utensil and just starts fucking stabbing his, stabbing neck. his neck bro it's so sad Cause like they're like they're not eating their food they're just in shambles they're like dude like we're like we're this close yeah and that's literally the, and and that's where it sucks even like it gets even worse because the general comes up he's like fuck that we got one hour left <laughs> and let's fucking rush in and, and dude the whole fucking platoon yeah like they're just staring at him like fuck that yeah i do not want to go and they fucking get sacrificed uh, you're getting a little head right yeah <laughs> sorry we're, we're still missing my boy cat 
Yeah, yeah. So we, Cat, come on. The, the, the egg No, that scene. is part of that. that no, no, it's not. No, it's before that. No, no, that happens after. Uh, the general scene happens after. The egg scene happens before. Hey, it. fuck that kid. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, after like they made the treaty, uh, Kat and Paul like have visibly lost some weight, you know, and uh, uh, are very like malnourished. <laughs> no yeah, they haven't had much food, you know, even though the war is basically over. <laughs> so they decide to go to the farm to steal some food. And uh, the same fucking farm. Yeah. Right off the bat, I had a bad feeling I, about this. Bro, me Dude, too. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So when I was watching it with um, with uh, with my friend Chris, and he was like, "You guys don't have to do this. Come on, come on, <laughs> no, 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 come on, come on, come on. The war's almost over. Come on, yeah. stop, the fact that, stop. The fact that stop. he even said like, "Oh, you go because the farmer knows who I look. Yeah. Oh, how I look." Bro, and, I know. Oh, fuck, man. Know. So they they go in, or Paul goes in and starts like getting. Doesn't eggs even and get a goose. Shit. I know he didn't even get the goose. But and then, like, you get the farmer's kid sees him and locks him into like the With the hate the, on the <laughs> eyes of the kid, bro. Yeah. So then they start running out of the farm, and they it seems like they escape the farmer and his rifle and his kid. So in my head, I was like, bro, <laughs> they're they're made it, they're good, they're clean, you know. So yeah, and then like I guess the the farmer the farmer shot at them and it hit the egg, so they're like leaking out of Paul's pocket. So then they end up getting like a little cup, and then they just end up drinking it, and like they're like, fuck it, dude, like and that tastes so good, right? And then Paul's gonna go take a piss, right? Cat, cat, sorry, I keep confusing. Cat's gonna go take a piss, and another another reason another reason to feel bad. I was like, no, something's gonna happen. Don't yeah. go out there alone. And then you just see a scene of him like being, he's just kind of like looking around. He's looking at the trees. He's looking like around, and then he turns around, and the little boy that caught Paul in the farm is right there behind him with a fucking rifle pointed at him. Jesus, yeah. you think the the farmer like the the old like the old dude said it? Go get him. Nah, I think. The, the, by the way, that boy looked—he looked fucking evil, yeah. bro. He did look evil because I wouldn't think that the the dad would like or grandpa or wherever it is wouldn't let them to go. Yeah. Go chase two fucking adults. Yeah. And bro, the fucking the way that kid was holding the gun with such fucking—he knew, dude. Yeah. That shit was—I was like, bro, no, man, don't Damn. kill cat. Yeah. So the little kid ends up shooting cat, but. Paul ends up, I'm pretty sure, killing him, right? Or he runs away. No. Uh, it's not shown. I, I think the kid gets away. But, um... Uh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. I thought he killed him. No, no, no. So, so he hears a shot, and then he runs over there. And then he talks about it, and he's like, oh, how that little bastard shot me. Oh, and so, right. he, and so he, does, he picks him up. And then, like, like Cat's not making a big deal about the wound he got. Yeah. So he's a like. So he's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know this and that. You can, you can like, as he carries them though, you can see slowly he's like losing consciousness. Yeah. Like he can't get up by himself. And then some two caravans pass by, like cheering that the war is over, and they don't stop to help them. So that I think pissed just, me off. Yeah. yeah. That just, fucking. But the thing is, I think they were uh, French. Are, you think so? No, no, no. No, they no. were German. But they were German also. Yeah. Oh, that's even fucking worse. The thing is that. There's no battles going on right now, so they have no like reason to believe he's injured, you know? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then even like once he actually gets to like the medic, there's no like, urgency. Oh, was, yeah, no, well, like when he gets to the medic, like the medic was like, ah, oh, the 
Like he he was dead from the start. They shot him in the liver. Like yeah. there was nothing we could have done from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, he was like he was like you just wasted your time and effort. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's that's when Paul loses his humanity. He loses it. He lo- he has lost to, up to this point absolutely everybody that like he's a survivor, you know, and he's the one who at the beginning of the movie you can assume that like he didn't even want to really go, and yeah. then for him to be like the last one standing. Like Chris said, I think he does lose a little bit of his humanity. Yeah. And oh, it, no, he, not a little bit, all of it. It was gone. After that, he just, it was deadpan eyes. Dead and this is where, eyes. this is where Brian was mentioning where the general gathers all the soldiers, like from like the whole territory. Mm-hmm. And he's giving them another speech. And you look in the middle of the crowd and Paul's just like a deadpan stare. He's yeah. just like, dude, like, fuck it. Like, and then even we mentioned the recruit, he's kind of like pushing them around. But not to like in a mean way, but just to kind of help him too, like Cat would have done, you know, like pushing him into place. Like, come on, let's go. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. Once Cat dies, Paul kind of takes the mantle of Cat. Like, uh, he starts like guiding this new recruit and like, in a way, teaching him the ways of surviving during the war. You know, uh, so uh, we don't really get introduced to this character, but he like gets out of the truck and he's still it's like. A real- yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like legit or really and it's like is, a heinrich character basically yeah and i and i think this is when the loop happens for the third time when we start with uh, what's his name heinrich and then it goes to paul and it goes to this unnamed soldier where like he just they just keep getting replaced you know they just keep coming That's it, just yeah replace so he gets out of the truck fumbling his his helmet and like just looking lost and then we see paul kind of guiding the way for him uh, and then the general gives a speech. He gives a speech <laughs> very similar to like what the principal was saying earlier. But at this point, he's kind of saying like, uh, oh, you know, they want us to go to, they want us to sign negotiation paper. Then they want us to stop fighting. And you kind of make it seem like he's, a, they kind of make it seem like he's about to be like, all right, you know, like whatever, war's over. You could go home. But then he's like, or we can do we can attack them one last time before the ceasefire begins you can be like men and try to conquer the the last remaining fucking hours as fucking warriors and like he's trying to give out this speech and then like everybody in that fucking like they're like i want to go home fuck that yeah bro i want to go and it sucks because the people that fucking actually did try to go back home they got shot they got got shot or like the the commanders were like making them like no we're gonna go to war yeah so sad man it, it, but that's like you know fuck dude like that was the only fucking way yeah. that was there's like okay cool you know go home we're gonna start the papers and then you're like, nah fuck that you either go or you fucking get killed right here dog yeah she was so fucked and then i don't remember if it was just before he gave the speech or after the final scene where you see uh the general just like sitting in his mansion smoking a cigarette like in the dark like no remorse or maybe he does feel remorse for what he did but he's just like yeah i did that <laughs> fuck yeah. that guy i hate that that guy fucking lived bro yeah he probably died after but uh then then we go to the battle scene when they start rushing the french they start oh, so the french are unassuming because they think the ceasefire is about to happen you know no one's gonna attack us they're like drinking in the trenches they're, they're cheering <laughs> and then the the German, they start creeping with their bayonets out on the battleground, you know? Yeah. And then one of the French soldiers, he hears them and he's like, oh, enemy attack, enemy attack. And then he just kind of like, he whistles out to them and he warns the French to go up. They're going to go attack. 
and Paul fucking goes berserk, bro. He starts yeah. getting like a kill streak. <laughs> he starts shooting people, killing like five left and right. Yeah, not to mention he also saved his new recruit. Like when he was about to get murked, he shoots the French soldier that was about to kill uh, this new guy. You know what's so funny when when he say or when he's like like fighting with uh, his bare hands the last french person yeah and it kind of seems like or like i was like damn i hope that recruit like does something and helps him out you know because yep. he's gonna fucking yeah, die dude. and then so yeah they're fighting and then they end up going down into a bunker right and then like what we mentioned earlier they were looking at each other and they're like damn dude we're we're both like super young fighting yeah. for our country that like they're gonna replace us if we die and i, I wasn't expecting this at all but Paul gets impaled, like, yeah. and then it's just like, bro, no it's just fucking that way. Scene, you know, like, oh, uh, my bad that I brought this up too soon. But you know, they fall, they fall down in that uh, those stairs, mm -hmm. and it's like, dude, that sudden pause is just gonna be like, hey, man, like, yeah. When they paused, I was like, yeah, just fucking sit down there, bro, and wait it out, out. like, out. and bro. the fucking French bastard in the back, it's just and then literally literally a minute later they announced the ceasefire yeah and like brian kept saying you know or I, I forgot who said it but like it was literally because the general was being petty me yeah, yeah. It was me <clears throat> just because he wanted like one last fuck it i'm going out like a g you know he didn't do anything but uh so yeah paul's walks out he's just been stabbed but like that scene's beautiful by the way he's you just know? like walking through the trenches and yeah. no one's even fighting anymore they're just like helping like their their comrades out and then he sees a <clears throat> he see albert's poster nailed yeah. onto the onto the wood you know wait it's, did they fight I, I thought they fought at the at the uh, front the french uh, trenches no the thing was i think by this point the french had already pushed the Germans so far back that the French okay, were, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, and they yeah. took over the the German yeah. trenches, yeah. yes, and yeah. then um, so yeah, Paul's kind of walking. He's like, he's like delirious, you know. He just got stabbed, but he also realized like there's peace, and it's like quiet, and we see the it, it like we keep saying it goes back to the beginning. It's a cycle. The new recruit is now picking up the dog tags, and we see what Paul did beginning of the movie yeah. as yeah. well. We and I, th I thought it, I thought they brought it around really well. I thought so too. I thought it worked really well. It shows like oh, it starts all over yeah, again. Yeah, pa Paul know? has died, and the cycle War. repeats itself. Yeah. War never changes. <laughs> hey, that's a Fallout reference, by the way. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean. I mean, as the audience, you know, World War Two is gonna happen eventually. You know, so like, wait, cycle thirty does. years later. Yeah, the cycle does it really start again. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> does it really? <laughs> Spoiler alert. But yeah, I mean, it's like a really like the whole movie is just a tragic like view of like. I feel like if you want something as raw and as something as dirty to show you what war is really like, this is a very good movie to watch. Nonetheless, not an American movie because it's not water fucking down. It shows you like the authentic authenticity of how it okay. could really be. How like you lose friends <laughs> unexpectedly and you like, lose yourself in the war. Yeah, and you're not the same person. Like it's crazy. It's a really good movie. It shows yeah. you about 
how it's really not worth it to get a Camaro. Okay, and as we're when you join the party. <laughs> 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 All right, and as we're wrapping things up, we oh, should, yeah, we yeah, we just should. as we sign off, uh, yeah. Beto, what were your final thoughts on okay. the movie? Yeah, uh, well, my final thoughts is I think a really well-made movie that uh, very successfully shows you uh by very many decisions made throughout the film that uh everyone who fights in the war is a victim of them you know none of our main characters in the movie decide or like um had the uh choice to actually go out there and kill people you know they were brainwashed into them and uh i think this movie very uh successfully shows you what war is really like what about you brian I mean, in this in this movie, I really, what I really liked is that, um, you know, like what Bethel said, uh, you know, it shows the sides of like, you know, everyone's a victim when it comes to war, you know, whether if you see it in a way of like, oh yeah, you know, fuck the Germans because of what they did, but it's like, you do realize like not a lot of them really hated about those other people's cultures. Yeah. They just did what they had to do because obviously of what, you know, that's what war does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this movie did a really good explanation of like everyone is human, and there's a breaking point at, at to each and every one of them. Yeah. What about you, Milo? What are your final? No, 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 no! Don't, 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 don't ask Milo because he's gonna ask himself real quick. Watch. No, well, he, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed it in terms of like the historical context of it. You don't really need to know that much more other than the fact that like who was fighting against each other and that's what i really enjoyed because i feel like sometimes war movies get too into wanting to be like the hero facts 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 like oh this person this event but this one it's like the way that they centered it around a group of people a group of boys it 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 really humanized the whole like process of it and i just thought that paul is like the perfect representation of like like a gear but I don't mean sound like fucking corny but like a gear of war yeah. where like he moves everything along and he can be easily replaced and I think that's something that the movie highlights really well it's beautiful it's like it's sad and beautiful at the same time you know mm-hmm. you kind of expect to be like oh yeah he's gonna live but ends up being another fucking dog tag yeah as unfortunate as it is I don't think it would have made much sense for him to survive in this movie I think him dying makes sense thematically yeah, I agree. And one last question. Uh, out of all of us, yeah, who do Chris, you... so why you like the movie? So oh, you already I, answered. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, so yes, I did talk about why I chose the movie. But what I like about it is like, um, so like, <laughs> so like I like I said earlier, it, it, I, what I like about it, it's not only that, but it's like, it, like what, like uh, I feel like you guys didn't mention was it goes to show that sometimes that people join war. It's not them and stuff who are making the moves where there are people higher up who are telling you what to do. Some of them don't want to be there at all, like you guys said. And there's one person like, hey, no, you got to do this. You got to move over here. This is what we're going to do. And it just goes to show like, that it's just like, it's just like, a, it's just like a tragic story. It's a chess, it's a chess game. Yeah, you know, 100%. You're, you're, being moved, you're being moved by somebody that is brainwashing you and... Yeah, and, and like, also hey, the propaganda it, it. like it, like what i like about it shows you that like at the very beginning they were very excited to join in this part of this war because like they're gonna be a war here or whatever to end up being like i don't want to be here anymore 
like when the general I forgot what his name was but when he announced that like hey we're gonna do one more final push before it and we have like 15 minutes left at the so all everyone was displeased displeased and like four or five people got shot to death because they didn't want to be part of it and that, that it goes to show that like that's what i like about it a lot like it's just like a it's just a um damn i'm going everywhere right now okay continue one final question not just for all of us but for the people who are listening to us out of all four of us who do you think would die first in the war Oh just my me. ass, I'm fat. Nah, me, bro. Nah. He's top. <laughs> Beto's top. I, I, I wouldn't even make it to the war. Bro, bro. you. So, I would have never signed the paper. The trend, the, <laughs> my the boy. The damn trenches wouldn't even have helped you. They would have. They would have saw your fat <laughs> <Yeah>. ass head. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck out of you. I'm gonna tell you, bro. I wouldn't have made it to the trenches. They would have shot me for abandoning the field. Okay, bro. look at Big Bird over here, just fucking, <laughs> just standing there. <laughs> All right, Brian. Can you go ahead and sign us off? Well, yes, it's me, your boy, Tiny, Brian, Joy Pink, Chris. This was Beto. And my name is Milo. And thank you for tuning in to Buzz, Candid, and Critical. And as our cycle continues, I will be picking the next movie. And I choose Manchester by the Sea. So Let's, let's go. go. Never heard that. Bad now. I'm bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Thank you for listening, guys. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>